All right. What is expected of and provided by the local church? Okay, one thing is distinctive ordinances. Baptism. We talked a little bit about baptism last week. As Baptists, we believe that there are two ordinances that are given to the church of Jesus Christ. Two ordinances. I know a lot of people talk about three, but there's really two that they maintain. And what are those, th what are those two? And does anybody know the third one? What's the first one? Baptism. Second one? The Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper. What's the third one? Huh? No, no, no. No, that's something different. What's the third ordinance? And it's, it's not listed. I didn't list it. But what's the third ordinance? Washing feet. That's right. Those are the three, three ordinances of washing feet. So, so that's what we believe in. We don't see a whole lot of washing feet anymore, but that was an ordinance that the Lord uh, established there uh, in the, uh, the last days of His, His ministry here on earth. So uh, we, do, we do believe that baptism saves a person. We do believe that baptism does not save a person. Only by the blood of Jesus, someone say, baptism is a public declaration of faith. In Jesus Christ. The Lord's Supper, the second ordinance, is observed in the Lord's Supper. Before Jesus was crucified, he shared a meal with his, uh, his disciples during this meal. He took some bread, he broke it, and he handed out the pieces of bread. And then he used the bread, symbolized his body, the wine symbolized his blood. So it's a symbolization. Now you'll hear a lot of other denominations, they go with the fact that the blood. It, and, and the bread is not symbolizing, but it actually is. In, in the case of the Catholic Church, they believe that once the priest prays over that bread and that, that cup, it immediately becomes the actual incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ. That he is right there. It's his body, his blood. So, but as Baptists, we believe that it is a symbol it is a symbol that references it to us. So we don't want to get confused in, in the differences. So what we believe and what other people believe. Polarity, the, uh, the word politi, politi, I guess that's how you pronounce it. I hope I'm right. Is the government. So FBCC, First Baptist Church Casterbury, has a congregational pol politi. Is that how you say it? Politi? Did I get it right? Polity. Polity has a polity. What that means is that, that, that every member of the church has a vote in, in, any, in many of the church decisions. Now, <clears throat> that goes with the exception. That's what we believe. But there is one exception. If you're 16 and younger, well, you're 15 and younger, because once you turn 16, you have a vote in the church. Anyone younger than that does not have a vote in the church. So if you're a member of First Baptist Church Castleberry, when we vote, you have a vote. Your vote counts uh, from 16 and up. Uh, now, there is some stipulations according to the Constitution and bylaws, and a couple of those are you have to be in good standings. Now, what, what is good standings? Good standings mean that you tithe and you will come to church on a regular basis. So someone that never shows up for church and everything, and then they decide we want to expand the building and we're going to vote for it, and they come down, and they get a group there, and, and you kind of find out that half people don't come to church. They don't tithe. Uh, so basically, they're not allowed to vote, so their vote don't count. 
Uh, so it's, it's, it's important. That's why it's so important to be at church, attend uh, meetings, and uh, make sure that you're tithing. Now, when you tithe, uh, one of the way of us record keeping, a lot of people uh, like to just give cash. And that's okay. You know, I, I'll take cash anytime. You know, it's sort of like right here. We have an envelope with cash in it. And all it says on there is $108 cash. So somebody's donating $108 in cash. We don't know where it is, who it is, or anything like that. So we can't put it as a record of your attendance of being here because we keep up with the record of everyone being here. So, uh, you know, we have to make sure when you fill out an envelope, always put your name at the bottom of it. If you don't want nobody to know, that's your business. That's up to you. The only people that know are the people that handle the cash in the, in the cash office. But if you don't put your name on it, then you don't have a record. So if a major voting thing came up and someone was in disagreement of the vote in the church, then what they would say, well, let's check the record. And they go in there and find out that you had 100 votes, but only 20 of those people come to church on a regular basis then they count the rest of them out. And so the votes could be changed that way. I know it's political and everything like that, but that's just the way the system is set up. So it's important to uh, be at church, uh, tithe, and set it up. So every member of the congregation is eligible to be on a committee. No one is ineligible to be on a committee except for deacons. Well, that's not a committee, but that's, a, that's an office in the church. There is exceptions for uh, being a deacon in the church, and we follow that out of Scripture, and, and they were nominated and brought in. Missions. Uh, First Baptist Church Casper is a member of the Southern Baptist Convention. This means that, I, that we voluntarily associate with like-minded churches for the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. First Baptist Church Casper works with other local churches through the Greater Orlando Baptist Association. First Baptist Church of Castleberry is part of the Florida Baptist Convention. Uh, it, is fo it, it focuses is on reaching this geographical area with the gospel. The Southern Baptist churches give a portion of each of its offerings. So every Sunday, we give a percentage of what we bring in to the Southern Baptist Association, or we give it to GOBA. Uh, so we, we tithe to them, basically. We as the body of the church tithe to the church, then the church as a whole tithes to the association. So we give some to the association, the cooperative programs, uh, which is largely for missions, sending programs and evangelism. Uh, throughout the International Mission Board, the Southern Baptists support approximately 4,000 missionaries who are engaging 655 people groups, a population greater than 100,000 around the world. Otherwise, we have missionaries. You say, well, who do we have as missionaries? Well, the Southern Baptist has a list of those missionaries, and every money that we send into them goes to paying and supporting these missionaries. So we have a lot of missionaries. So where we couldn't afford to pay for one ourselves, cooperatively, we're able to send out more missionaries by coming together as one. There are six Southern Baptist education centers exceeding 16,000 pastors and missionaries. We have, we have educational centers throughout the, the states. One of the biggest ones is in Dallas, Texas called what? Anybody know the name of that one? What is it, Matt? 
Southeastern. Southeastern. It's Southeastern. It's in Dallas, Texas. So it's, it's Dallas. There's another one in New Orleans. There's one in Tennessee, and there's one up in North Carolina. So there's colleges that are being supported not only by the, the, the monies that we're coming in, but by tuition fees and stuff like that going out to, to, to raise up new church leaders uh, to be able to go out in the church. Uh, so these people go out and participate, you know, training, and they, they're learned. They also provide print resource materials, the Southern Baptist does. You know, if we need anything, you know, we're, you know things like, uh, well, you know, the problem is anything we need, we could go to the association and probably get it. Okay. You say, well, why don't we get everything? Because nobody ever goes. <laughs> you know, for example, uh, yesterday we had to do flyers. Not flyers, but we had to. We want banners and stuff like that. For example, we. I'd love to have an Easter banner, and I should have thought about. It. You can go down to Goba. They have a machine that will run a canvas banner out for you and print it for you, free of charge. You might have to buy a little bit of, you know, canvas or something, but they'll pay for it. They they, they got a machine that will print it out for us. The problem is we don't utilize these systems because it's kind of somebody's got to go do it. It's down off of Lee Road, the association GOBA is. So there's, there's all kinds of information out there. For example, they have loans for churches. If churches want to expand, they can get low interest loans for churches to expand their churches, uh, building things. Uh, there again, you got to meet criteria to it. Uh, you know, if you call up there and you're, you're giving $10 a, a month and you say, hey, can I borrow $50,000? What do you think they're going to do? Uh, you know, you don't even support you know the programs the way you should. You know, you're not you're not you're not filling in your obligation. So it's important that we follow the Southern Baptist guidelines, and and hopefully, you know, when we are in need, the Southern Baptists will step in. Now, <clears throat> the Southern Baptists, uh, for example, as Southern as a Southern Baptist church, we are not governed by the Southern Baptists whatsoever. The only thing that we're required to do is this right here. I'm going to hand you out one of these. It's called the Baptist Faith and Message. Uh, you know, get an opportunity. Read through this thing. Uh, it was updated in 2000. Has not been updated since then. Year uh, 2020, year 20, zero, zero <laughs> is when it was first. The other one is, it goes further back, but they did an update. And, uh, and, and now, as far as I know, the only, what they do is they have a, a Southern Baptist Convention every year. And they meet and they go over new doctrine. What they want to change or add or, or correct or whatever. <coughs> So what they do is they, they, they go through this thing and they have voting. And each church has representatives that go. So if we wanted to be a part of the Southern Baptist Convention, we could send a delegate. And I think we get one vote. Our size church gets one vote. So we could send one person to the delegation and, 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 and register and get on there to be able to vote at any of the, the uh, convention meetings. Like I said... 2000 was the last time they made any changes on this that I can remember. 
And the one change that they made is they put it in there that Southern Baptist churches will not allow women as senior pastors. So women cannot become the senior pastor. And that's the only thing I think they made it. They didn't actually change it. They just added it to it because a lot of churches was uh, moving in that direction and they put a stop to it. That was, that was at the point of Jimmy Carter in Georgia. He made a decision to send... Uh, to send here she comes. She said she wasn't coming. But she, she's here. But anyway, Jimmy Carter made the decision that he was not going to go with that rule and he stepped out. And when he stepped out of the Southern Baptist, he took a whole slew of churches with him. And they, they formed what they call the American Baptists. They're still Baptists, but they're called American Baptists. They come out of the, the church, the Southern Baptist denomination. So that's, your, that's the faith and message. That is what we uh, go by in the church. Now, like I said, every church is autonomous. We are, auton we are our own officials. We make our rules and regulations here. Now, what will happen if we take this book and we start changing from this book, then the Southern Baptists will step in and make the correction. And they just did last month, I believe it was, five churches in the United States started making, five Southern Baptist churches started making some uh, decisions that were not in this book and the Southern Baptists kicked them out. They, they're, no, they're no longer Southern Baptist churches. And it had to do with homosexual pastors, uh, transgenders, and, and different stuff. So, you know, so they do monitor it to make sure that we are following what they want us to follow. So it's important for us to, you know, I don't, I'm not saying you've got to memorize it, but you need to be aware of who you are. If you're a Southern Baptist, yesterday I had an opportunity to sit and talk with a gentleman in the all in here today, yesterday, and he and I got to talking about Southern Baptists and what they believe. He goes, "Well, he says, I, I you know, I believe this away," and I said, oh, "That's fine. You can believe any way you want. You know, this is what I believe as a Southern Baptist." And he goes, "Oh, okay. You know, so that's okay. I don't have to argue with him. All I have to do is this is what we are. This is who we are." So we have to stick to that. So it's important to have a, a, a feeling of that and understand it. And through the Southern Baptist, you're, you're offered of support as a member of the Southern Baptist Convention. We have access to resources. Like I said, convention-wide, Southern Baptists have had long traditions of providing education for people. You know, uh, tuitions, things like that to go to school. Uh, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, different kinds of things that you can apply for through the Southern Baptist and be able to get. So it's important that, you know, <clears throat> you say, well, we don't get anything from them, but, you know, the only reason we don't get it, I think Scripture, there's something, if you don't ask, what's the other part of that? You don't ask, you don't, you don't get. You know, we have to ask before we receive. So we have, to, we have to put forth the effort of doing our part to be able to get uh, so here at First Baptist Castleberry, we seek to meet the needs of each member as best we can. Along with ex uh, expository preaching of God's Word, pastoral staff have been trained to counsel spiritual and emotional needs of people. will help with personal and family counseling. We also provide premarital counseling 
before each wedding, before I'll ever, ever perform a wedding ceremony. And uh, I know Pastor Randy now is licensed to be a pastor. He can perform marriages, but before he can, he has to make sure that they have gone through premarital counseling. So, and, and here I'm hoping in a, in a short time that uh, Brother Matt's gonna get licensed to preach. And he will be able to do funerals only. <laughs> He'll be able to do weddings too. So, so you know, but, but they have to have premarital counseling. We have to go through the premarital counseling. The state of Florida requires six hours of premarital counseling to get a $5 discount on their license. Man, that's a bargain. Man, you could go spend six hours and get $5 off. I think they ought to give it to them for free, don't you? They get $5 off. Uh, also, as a member of First Baptist Church of Castleberry, you may also use our facility for weddings, funerals, and other events at no cost. Otherwise, you have a family member who wants to get married, you're welcome to bring them here at the church and they could get, they could get married right here using the facility at no cost. Uh, you know, that's a huge, funerals the same way. You know, uh, do y'all know how much Banfield charges, not Banfield, but Ball and Fairchild ch charges for the chapel down at their, at their center for a funeral? Huh? 10 grand. Close. 10 grand. Well, actually it's 750. Seven five seven seven thousand five hundred dollars is what they charge just to use their building. Wow! And you know I keep telling them, hey, if you're gonna have a funeral service, have it right here. If you're a member of the church, it don't cost you anything unless you just want to donate something to the church. Does the person who died have to be a member? No, family, family. If it's family member, if you got a family, you're you're a member of this church and you got a family member. By all means, use the facility. It's yours. It, you, this is ownership. You, you, you are part owner. This, you know, you, you, this is a, the church belongs to the body of the church. So we can make those decisions. Now, uh, there has to be a, a relatively close member. It can't be your 10th cousin uh, passed by, you know, by another marriage either, you know. has to be close relatives. Okay. <clears throat> so we, we have those things. Uh, we believe that God places men in local congregations who are uh, specially gifted in leading that congregation. We believe that the two spiritual uh, mandates of offices in the church are pastors and deacons. Now, a lot of church believes in elders. We believe in deaconship. Now, that's our constitution. That's what we, we set up. That's how the Southern Baptist is. We have, uh, now, I do call elders older people in the church. You know, but they can still have the same. They come with all kinds of qualifications. The pastor of the local congregations are to preach the word, are to preach the word, are to care. Uh, skip that number two is to care for the members of the congregation. Well, Randy's a late one today. Train the congregation uh, to do kingdom work. So here's, that's what the pastor's qualifications are. Deacons, the second office of the church leadership we have at FECC is that the deacons, our deacons are to the front line in meeting the needs of the members. Deacons are sure that the members are of the congregation, what they need for life. 
So it's important that deacons take on that responsibility, take on that, uh, and pastors take the pastor takes on that responsibility. Any concerns are to be reported to the pastor anytime we have a problem in the church. It needs to be reported. Now, does it mean that the pastor takes care of it? No. It means that you report it to him. If you have a problem, you need to take care of it yourself. Scripturally tells us that if, if you have a, a problem uh, with your brother or sister in Christ, where do you go? To, the, to your neighbors? To your friends? Huh? You go to your brother or sister first. You go to them first and try to work it out. Don't, don't uh, bring it out. I, I, I always share this. I never forget the first. Uh, Wally Mantooth was my pastor up in Georgia. And the first week we were there, we were having a large dinner. They were having a dinner. And uh, he was in line and he and I were standing together. And this lady come up and just started chewing his ear off about another lady in the church. Saying this and saying that and doing this, talking. And you know what he did? He said, stop right there. He said, don't you tell me another word until you go talk to her first. And you know what? By the end of the dinner, them two ladies were sitting together eating, having a great time because they sat down and talked over their differences. That is what it's about. That is what fellowshipping with one another helps us do. So it's important uh, to, to have this fellowship with one another. All right. I know I'm moving through quite well. Go ahead, Randy. Oh, I just want to, you, you talked about a concern or, or um, an, an issue, and I, I just wanted to make sure that we're clear on it because you, you, it could be two different things, right? There could be, in other words, a church member comes to uh, me as a deacon and says, I'm in need. I'm not necessarily going to take care of that myself. Right. But the concern you're talking about is if there's an issue between fellow Christians. There's Personal issue. You know, you know, Brother David and I, I don't like that he, he wears black all the time. So <laughs> I, that's my issue. I, I, don't, I don't escalate that. I, I take that up with Brother David. That's what Exactly. Exactly. Make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. So, so yes, it has, it has its parameters and stuff. Uh, is boundaries. Okay, let's look at the FBCC history. Prior to 1984, I know Brother Matt's got stuff that goes back to 79, but uh, what was it, 79? 1973. 73. 1973, when it was an independent Baptist church. So I, I started when we're Southern Baptists. So prior to 1984, First Baptist Church Castleberry was known as Castleberry Baptist. It was owned and operated by a non-denominational church. So prior to 1984. So in 1984, Longwood Baptist Church, a Southern Baptist church, purchased the property and the building and established a Southern Baptist church under the leadership of Longwood Baptist Church Mission. Greg Champagne as the senior pastor for approximately four years. So Longwood went out and established this, this church as a Southern Baptist church. They paid its bills, they paid its pastor, they paid everything, had it going as a mission and was growing it, trying to get it up on its feet. And it was, it was growing a little bit, but unfortunately Longwood began to have some problems within their church. So they had to stop the 
uh, mission. They had to pull out of the mission early. Uh, they had to quit before it was fulfilled. So to keep first to keep ba- uh, the Baptist Church here going, uh, it, some changes had to be made. So in March 1989, with the help of Greater Orlando Baptist Association (GOBA) and the members of the First Baptist Church of Castleberry Mission Group, a merge took place, and Springs Baptist Church a, uh, uh, and Baptist Church of Castleberry Mission they reconstituted themselves as a new church and became the first Baptist church of Castleberry. So here's our history. So we were, first of all, an independent church. Then we became a mission church. Now we've become a first Baptist church of Castleberry uh, on our own under the leadership of Pastor Cullen Chesser. He was the senior pastor under this leadership. Cullen Chesser of FBC C continued to serve the city of Castleberry until March 2000. In March 2000, First Baptist Church of Castleberry and the Church of the Cross, an independent Baptist church under the leadership of Travis Benefield, Pastor Travis Benefield, merged under the guidance of GOBA, Greater Orlando Baptist Association. We got together and met, and at that time, Pastor Travis became the senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Castleberry. Under the leadership of Pastor Travis Benefield, FBCC has served this community since the first Sunday of March 2000. So that's what we just celebrated, the uh, membership or the anniversary on. All church members are invited to experience and serve in these ministries to accomplish the mission of the church. We all need to be involved in, in doing what we have to do. So there's staff and deacon. Pastor Travis Benefield, there's my address. Associate Pastor Randy McCandless, there's his. Youth Director, there's Brother Matt's email address there. Uh, Interim Worship Leader is Tucker Fritz and Sarah Benefield. And there's a list of volunteer places that you can take and be a part of your church on that list as you go through and think about the things that you would like to do as part of First Baptist Church of Castleberry. So... I went through that quite fast because I have some other stuff I got to cover with you very quickly here. Uh, I want to be able to get this. Any questions on the history of the church? All right. I think we should take a vote for a new clock. A new clock? assessment last week? How did you come out? What was your, what was your? Oh, yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> this here as an advanced kind of thing our insurance company requires that we have this on file uh, First Baptist Church Casbury let's see uh, it's, it's a sexual harassment uh, thing so I'm, I'm at you know what I'm what we're looking at I, I think I cut the top off of that thing didn't I 
uh, it's a, a conduct, sexual misconduct uh, thing here. So you have to look at this, just read it. They just want the whole church to be informed. Guys, you, you won't believe how many churches are being sued continuously. And one of the reasons the insurance, a lot of times the insurance companies don't pay because the church is not informed. So our insurance company asked us to make sure that everybody is informed of the, the, uh, the sexual conduct class. You know, like, uh, you know, one of the things that, that a pastor, uh, we should, I should never do, is meet in a uh, office with the door closed with, a, with a, someone from the opposite sex. I, you should never meet like that. Now you say, well, sometimes it has to be done that way. But there again, you have to set uh, parameters and, and things like that. We, children, uh, two people in the, uh, two adults in the same room with, with children. We should never have a, 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 a worker back there in the nursery all by themselves. One adult and, and 10 children, they need to be two back there. We have, to be, we, have to, we have to see what we can do to cover ourselves. So it's important that we follow the guidelines that the uh, insurance company is putting out to us. So this is a, uh, an opportunity for us to do that during this new members class. <coughs> so I'm going to need you, you know, don't sign that yet. What I want to do is the last thing that we're going to cover here is our covenant. If I didn't have, you didn't get what shared with somebody, that's all I have. All right, the covenant that you have before you. These are the, the things that we at the church want to agree upon, to be a part of, to follow to the best of our ability. So as we look at those things there, uh, as a member, I commit to the body of Christ the church, as a member of FBCC, I will fulfill the following expectations. I will worship the one true God. Uh, number two, I will grow spiritually through regular involvement. Number three, I will serve Christ through the missions work of FBCC. Number four, I will give God abundantly and joyfully recognizing God as the owner of all things. Number five, I will seek unity with other church members. Now it didn't say in there if I like them or not, it just says, I will seek unity with other church members. I will pray for and follow the leadership of First Baptist Church Castleberry. I will pray privately and with the church corporately, I will pray for people to accept Christ. I will pray for more discipline to grow. I will sacrifice by serving first. 
following the servant model of Jesus Christ. I think somebody quoted me that scripture yesterday, Mark 10, 45. I will make my attitude that Christ and through humility make the gospel my priority. So with Christ as my Lord and Savior, being baptized by immersion after my salvation, being led by the Holy Spirit, and being in agreement with First Baptist Church of Castleberry's covenant, doctrine, and leadership, I hopefully unite with the church and commit myself to God and to others. Okay, this is a new members class. And here's where the rubber meets the road. Do you commit to being a member of First Baptist Church of Castleberry? It's your, your call. You sign, you write it up there, you sign your covenant and pass it back up. I'll have Pastor Randy pick them up in just a minute. If you decide to do that, if you want to think about it, pray about it, that's more than welcome to do that. Nobody wants you to do something that you do not want to do. But remember, if you decide to be a member, take that, mis uh, that sexual conduct thing, sign the bottom of that, and turn both of them in. If you don't want to be a member of the church, that's fine. Now, does that make you a member of the church signing this thing? No. We still have to work on the Constitution. The Constitution says the church has to vote on you to be a member. So if you're not already a member of First Baptist Church of Castleberry, the church has to have a business meeting and vote on that. Yay, nay, and you know what? I've been doing this for years and years, and I ain't never heard of anybody getting not voted in. So... <laughs> It's just, just part of their policy, part of the policy when they wrote the Constitution. That's what they put in there. So I want you to think about this for just a moment. We're going to close out here in prayer in a couple of seconds. And I want you to really think about it before you sign it. Because we really, at, our church, at this church, we really need someone that's committed to serve and do those things that was called for. It's important that you say, well, I'm not doing this on the, uh, because I don't have nowhere else to go doing this because I want to be here. This is where God brought me. I know in my heart. You know, when I came to this church, I knew that God brought me here. There was no doubt in my mind. I belonged here. And, uh, you know, and that's what you have to decide. You know, and you know what? It hadn't always went my way. It hadn't always, uh, it hadn't always been uh, easy. It's been tough. But I know God brought me here, and only God will take me away from here. So let's close in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Pray, Heavenly Father, we come to the time of making decisions. Signing a covenant is an agreement between this church and each individual. Father God, when we make this commitment, we make it from our heart. Or we make it because we desire to be your servant and to make this a place of refuge for as many people as possible. And yes, Lord, it gets hard sometimes. It gets tough. We don't get along with everybody all the time, but we get along. And we love each other and we care for each other. Now, Lord, I just ask you right now, is this a decision that they need to make? In Jesus' name, amen. Are there any questions? Yes. Okay, shoot.